The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Yes, if you're craving adventure, we have one for you today. <laughs> I can absolutely assure you that we have an adventure for you here today in the masculine journey because those who know me well would know that it is, in fact, Father's Day Eve. And I am dead serious, isn't it, Al? He's dead serious. It is Father's Day Eve. <laughs> He's dead serious, yeah. Sam, would you agree with me? <laughs> Sadly, yes. I would agree that you're dead serious. <laughs> but along those lines, last week we, we began a series on the heart of the father, uh, as it is so close to the, uh, you know, how masculinity is bestowed and about the heart of this show. And so how fun we get to go a little deeper on that this week. As, uh, you know, last week we talked about, you know, some of the misunderstandings about the father's heart and, 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 and how you walk through that. Today we're going to go a little bit different direction. Again, it's Father's Day Eve. So it's a fascinating thing to me that the end of the Old Testament, the last thing we hear from God before the coming of the New Testament is that Elijah is going to come and he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of their children to the fathers lest he curse the, the or hit the land with a curse. Meaning that, obviously, there's some big change fixing to happen here between the Old Testament and the New Testament it has to do with fathers. And with this coming Father's Day, and it's kind of cool to think that as the, as the Lord's coming closer, that we can begin to turn our hearts towards our Father in heaven, but also our earthly fathers. And it, it, they're, they're all kind of connected, and so that's kind of what this show is today about. And our first clip, Al, that is definitely a father and son movie, is Finding Nemo. And I need to just... When you say that, it's sort of fishy to me. Yeah, it's... It's... A, it's because... We're trying fish to scale, have parents like that? We're trying to scale like things that? down, Al. But we're... No, I'm just kidding. So seriously, Finding Nemo... Uh, you've got me hooked. <laughs> Are you on the line, Vinny? Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> in Finding Nemo, for those of you who have not seen the movie... It's about a clownfish, and the clownfish's son is Nemo. This clownfish is sort of an overprotective dad, and he's lost all the rest of his children to a barracuda. And so it makes him even more overprotective, and Nemo, poor Nemo, has a, a fin that is a little bit deformed, which makes him even more overprotective. Now, they're out on the edge of the reef, which is as far as the clownfish marlin will allow Nemo to go, and so he is... Not allowed his son to go beyond that. And I don't know if you ever set any borders for your children or if you're a child listening, your parents may set some type of boundary for you. But naturally, we'd like to push those boundaries as Nemo is going to attempt to push here. But one thing we want to disclose is that they see a boat is what they see. But them being fish and not quite as educated as schooling that you might think, <laughs> they, they call it a butt. So... When you hear the word butt, they are actually referring to a boat. 
Peripheral Collaterata Hydrozoa Scatifoa. At the Zoa Centifora, Barozoa 3. Hey guys, wait up! Whoa. Sandy Plankin saw one. He called. He said it was called a uh, a butt. Oh, wow, that's a pretty big butt. Oh, look at me! I'm gonna go touch the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Let's see you get closer. Okay. Be back. Come on, Nemo. How far can you go? Oh, um, my dad says it's not safe. Nemo, no. Dad? Oh, you're about to swim into open water. No, I wasn't going to go. It's just a good go thing I was here. Dad, if I hadn't no, shown up, sir, I don't know. he wasn't going to go. Yeah, he was too afraid. No, I wasn't. This does not concern you, kids. And you're lucky I don't tell your parents you were out there. You know you can't swim well. I can swim fine, Dad, okay? No, it's not okay. You shouldn't be anywhere near here. Okay, I was right. You know what? We'll start school in a year or two. No, Dad. Just because you're scared of the ocean... Clearly you're not ready and you're not coming back until you are. You think you can do these things, but you just can't, Nemo! I hate you. There's nothing to see. Gather uh, over there. Excuse me, is there anything I can do? I am a scientist, sir. Uh, is there any problem? You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt things. He, he isn't a good swimmer, and I just think it's a little too soon for him to be out here unsupervised. Well, I can assure you he's quite safe with me. Look, I'm sure he is. But you have a large class, and he can get lost, you know, from sight if you're not looking. No, I'm not saying you're not looking. Oh, my gosh! Nemo's swimming out the sea! <gasps> Nemo! What do you think you're doing? You're gonna get stuck out there, and I'm gonna have to get you before another fish does! Get back here! I said get back here now! Stop! You take one more move, mister! D don't you dare! If you put one fin on that boat, are you listening to me? Don't touch the boat! Nemo! You touched the butt. You just pounded your little... Oh, I am sure that many of us are right now... When you listen to that, Al, you can't help but relate to it, both possibly as, as a young child, but also as a parent and the misunderstanding of the love that actually the father had. You know, and that was a good question you asked uh, in the pre-show about when does, this, when does this start occurring and how does it affect, you know, God and the actual father on earth, your earthly father. And from my perspective, at some point a boy sees chinks in his father's armor. And that's when he starts to want to go his own way. When he thinks my dad's armor is rusty. He's, you know, it's tarnished. It's not as uh, polished as it once was. So I need to do this on my own. And I, I think when he does that, oftentimes he starts to look at his, heavenly father the same way like you know maybe i don't need if my dad's so dependent on god maybe i don't need it if my dad's got rust and you know chinks in his armor so sam how do you see that playing out that we head out in defiance <laughs> self-determination we can handle this on our own we don't need our dad yeah i think that you know, there's a part of us that wants to control and you know i i feel like 
I have to keep getting sent back to the same school because I don't seem to learn my lesson fully. That you know, I'll let God father me in some things and I'll seek His advice, and then all of a sudden I want to head off in my own again, and and I don't know why that cycle compete or repeats, but it is something that I think that we can struggle with. Now, now, Al, that's not typically your story, but I think we all, in that relationship with the Father, learn and grow at a different pace. You know, and I, as I look back on my childhood, um, and I see that, you know, my parents were divorced before I was one, um, and there was not a lot of the nurturing that I needed, um, especially from a, from a dad in the house. But I think it's because part of that for me is I just... I wanted it so bad. I had such, I mean, I was craving, I was starving at it. You know, I think that's why I latch on the way I do to God. Now, Vinny, now over in the Italian neighborhood side of things, how did you see that? Well, I just thought of a funny thing that happened. <laughs> Everybody knows what Rockaway is in New York, right? Rock- Rockaway Beach. Not Everybody. Not in New York, they do. He, he was, oh, everybody in New York you're not from New York. Rockaway. Okay, so Are there rocks out there? We, were, we went to swimming at Rockaway Beach, and they have a rope from the guard, you know, lifeguard, going out to where it would be up to your neck. And you held on to the rope, and you walked out and walked out and walked out. And I did that with my father behind me, and he had his cigar in his mouth. <laughs> he would never take that out. So I'm walking out, and I'm feeling real tough. You know, I'm doing good. All of a sudden, the ground disappeared, and I went under. And he grabbed me by the hair and pulled you me had hair? up. <laughs> you know, well, until that day on the beach. He grabbed me by the hair and pulled me up. Now we know what happened. Uh, and, you know, and just looked at me and let me go again. <laughs> you know. He, he pulled say. you up, looked you in the eye, and then yeah. just dropped you again. And his cigar was in his mouth, just dropped me. <laughs> and I was lucky or had the sense to grab onto the rope again. And I beat him into the, you know, where my <laughs> mom and grandmother was. How yeah, old were you at this in- incident? Huh? How old were you? I must have been about four years old, five years old. And you can remember? That's pretty cool. Yeah. And again, you're, you're seeing how far you can go and, and those kind of things. Well... Yeah, I was like Nemo. I want to go further and further. The water was coming up my chest, my neck. But then I took a step and the the beach disappeared. Well, speaking of the water going over your head, we have another clip. It's from a movie called The Martian Child. And this young man has been, you know, an orphan. And he's been adopted and, you know, nobody seems to latch on to him. And so he adopts this orphan spirit where, you know, I'm, Essentially, an orphan spirit says, I'm going to do everything. I don't want to get attached to anybody. And in, in this clip, he is on top of a water tower. Oh, I'm being told that we don't have time to get this clip in. So we're going to get this clip in right before we get to the But it, That's all part of what we're talking about today is how do we get from this orphan spirit? What does that orphan spirit feel like when I think I've got to do things on my own? And how do I begin to walk? as a child of God and begin to be fathered by God. So the really cool thing that I know I'm looking forward to, Alan, I know you are too, is to hear from these guys on the, in the next segment, how is it through this current season in their life, they feel like they've allowed God to, to father them through this particular season. Absolutely. But one of the 
things, Robbie, I think that we find out when we head off in that orphan spirit, at some point we get to a point where there's no other place to turn but back to God or back to the heart of the Father. And at some point, as we're growing in our relationship with Him, we start to see those other roads that lead away from Him and say, you know, I don't want to go there because I know where that ends up. I know where that leads me. Yeah, and that's the... And for whatever reason, I'm like you, Sam. I continue to struggle with finding myself there with that orphan spirit. Well, again, we want to mention that we have a wonderful website called masculinejourneyradio.org or .org where you can get podcasts, listen to previous show, last week's show on the heart of the Father, as well as find out about our upcoming events. We have a um, recording session in Cornersville coming up, sort of a a men's night out on, on, is it August 9th out, Sam? Yes, it is August 9th. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. That's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to this Father's Day Eve edition of the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Today we're talking about essentially walking with the heart of the Father and uh, when we were setting up this, we were talking about this clip where it's from the Martian child. The young man has run away, as you find that that, you know, we took um, classes to adopt children, my wife and I did, and found out that that's one way that a, an orphan will try to get control of their life as they run away. And so this young man has run away. He's on a water tower, which helps you understand why things are a little edgy up there. And his father is trying to explain life to him. It's sort of a point of life and death. I'm sorry, David. What are you sorry about? I'm sorry that I have to leave, but I'll tell him about baseball and Lucky Charms. You can tell him about all the stuff we did and how much fun we had. Dennis, look at me. Tell him about all the fun stuff we did and, you know, how much fun we had. You can tell him how... How hard you tried. You know, to fit in, to be like all of us. Human beings can be kind of cruel. Huh? I promise I'll tell him you were nice to me. Thanks. You're a great human, Dennis. That's the funny part. And I just wanted you to feel like you belong to me. Because that's what I think you really want. Underneath all this, I think you want to belong to someone. I wish we could have more time together. I want to prove to you that not all parents disappear forever. Why do they go sometimes? 
it's a mystery. Sometimes it's their fault, and sometimes it's not. It's a, it's a mystery. I don't know. Why? Why do you think they left me? Because... Because they were stupid. Whoever let you go, those were the stupidest beings in the universe. I mean, they were so dumb they couldn't even see what was right in front of them. How could they not see how extraordinary you are, how big your heart is? I'm not even that smart and I can see it. It's so obvious. I mean, you're the easiest kid in the world to love. Well, to me, you are. You know what I think? I think you love me, too. I think you're just filled with it. I think it's just waiting to burst out of you. Dennis, you're my son. You're my own. Forever. And I will never, ever, 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 I love about that clip is that when they're on the water tower and he says, Dennis, look at me because you know, if, if he doesn't look and he looks down, he, he takes his eyes off the father, then likely he could fall off the water tower. And as I walk through my life, I find myself there constantly. And I can't help but think Vinny in this last year or so, you too are kind of standing on the water tower and you got to keep your eyes on the father. Cause honestly, you can't see anything else. That's right. I'm always leading into my story by saying that I'm blind or I can't see. But I'll do it the Italian way. I don't look too good. Anyway, uh, yeah, I went lost my vision about a year ago. Uh, not right away. I didn't wake up blind. It just progressively got worse. And naturally, I, it frightened me. And I didn't know who else to go to, but my Heavenly Father, who saved me once before in 1997, uh, and here was the second darkest point of my life. What do I do now? You know, I'm married. I have a wife that can't see. And somehow, I remember... It vividly, I, it was nighttime, and I just talked to him like he was there. And I says, okay, you keep on throwing me these curveballs. You know I can't hit curveballs. What do you want from me now? You took my wife, my first wife. You took my son. And I'm still with you, Father. And now you take my sight. And it dawned on me that he's doing it because I'm strong. I'm very strong. And I think every one of my kids will tell you that that is unbelievably a strong man. Uh, so I'm handling this blindness with the help of my Heavenly Father 
who I trust and need, and I will need him till the day he calls me. And when I get up to him, we're going to have a good talk. And there's a lot of us watching, seeing how God has come through That's in, right. in a situation that seems very difficult. And Sam, your life is, is another way that you've had some curveballs thrown your way. Yeah, I'd say that the uh, last year <laughs> has been uh, very different than what I thought it would be a, a year ago today. Um, you know, I lost my father-in-law, who I was pretty close to, in July after a very, very short bout with cancer. Uh, he found out about it June 1st and left us on July 15th. Uh, my wife and I separated in August and are working towards a divorce. And then uh, just back uh, on April Fool's Day, lost my mother. And uh, it's just been a year of, of change. It's been a year of new normal and not knowing what that looks like. And, you know, I've always had my mom in my life to turn to. And honestly, there were times I didn't turn to her until the last moment that I needed to, but she was there. And, and so finding myself without a... Um, immediate father figure other than like Vinny, um, who, who does a good job with that, but my father-in-law there without having a spouse to, next, to turn to and to talk things through with and now to have my mom gone. And I think that, you know, what I've had to do in that is God has brought people in my life to help with that. Obviously, I have my band of brothers, and without them, that would it would not be very easy at all. And he's brought other people in my life that uh, didn't know before that's really helped with that. But they don't fully fill the void. And that's what i got to realize is he has to be the one to permanently fill that void. And I'm learning how to walk with him in that right now. And it's, it's, I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way there. How about you, Al? You know, when I look back in my life, I remember... There's not much of my youth and in through my first marriage where I didn't have a lot of pain. I, I remember just, it's like it swallowed me up and I was in the belly of a whale that was just, um, I couldn't move, couldn't breathe. And even when I found Christ, I believed, but I wasn't free. So for me, I remember that point of, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. That point where, you know, I've talked about it before, where Todd Clark gave that speech on being fathered by God. It's like I was suddenly freed. And it was it was like I was suddenly wanted without any hesitation, without any conditions. He loved me, and he wanted me. And so, you know, every day that I walk with it, um, Joy is such a small word, it's three letters. But when it fills your heart and it fills your life, it's one of the biggest words in the dictionary. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing when you get there. That the, the prodigal son, when he was on his way on the road, he'd all of a sudden turned and he'd repented. And now he has got a different sense of what might be there in his expectation no more longer thinking that he was going to starve to death but now entering back into a relationship with a father and for nemo he he had an opportunity after 
quite an adventure to find his father again, only this time, rather than being disqualified by his father, they kind of found Nemo. I guess we'll listen to what happened. We all have a chance to restore that, don't we? You know, the important thing to know is that just because you've been restored with your father doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen or, or rough waters aren't ahead. What it means is that you've got somebody who's going to go through it with you, who loves you, who cares about you, who's going to be with you to the end. And knows you have what it takes. You can join us at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Thanks for listening.